Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I'm Bill, joined by Fro. How you doing, Fro? I am good. Very good. Glad to hear you're doing good. You're doing much better. Um, this week, we're going to review Backlash, the event that took place last night. Uh, we're going to give our thoughts on the event. Um, obviously, because of how soon we're doing the review of the show to now, we're not going to do, on this episode anyway, uh, our Facebook group, what they thought of the show. Next episode, we'll do that. Uh, plus, we're going to talk about the draft and the upcoming tournament and how it is just absolutely crazy. And all-in tickets are going way better than I think anybody expected it to. Oh, yeah. But, uh, as always, we start with news. And guess what? We're going to start with WrestleMania 43 news. Mm. <laughs> Not WrestleMania 40 or even 41, but WrestleMania 43 which is in 2027 yeah i was just going to say yeah that's a uh, very like rich well there is a reason why we're bringing I'm, this up i'm going to guess there is a very good reason yes yes um it was reported earlier this week on 104.5 fm the zone in Nashville, Tennessee, that the city of Nashville has been committed by WWE to bring WrestleMania to Nashville in 2027. Now, the reason is uh, the Tennessee Titans, the, the, the American football team, Mm -hmm. They are going to have, real soon, start work on building a new stadium, which is slated to be open in 2026. Okay. So, uh, one of the first non-football events that they will have in the stadium, in that time frame, will be WrestleMania. And... According to the report, the new stadium will be enclosed and will seat 60,000 people for football. Um, so if this holds up, uh, Nashville will be getting WrestleMania in 2027. Okay. I, You know what? They had SummerSlam last year, actually. Nashville did. I don't, I don't know how you remember all of that. It was a year ago. I, I don't even remember my own name, so... Okay, well, how you doing, Fridge? <laughs> <laughs> Fridge is doing good, thanks. Um, but no, um, that that's a good area for sports in general, so if it comes true, uh, I hope it, I, I really hope it does. I think it'll be really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carmella and Corey Graves recently announced that they are going to have a baby. Um, so this explains why Carmella is, or has not been on TV. Uh, it was publicly documented towards the end of last year that she had a miscarriage and yeah. Carmella and Corey, you know, they were trying again. Carmella's pregnant. They announced the. They made the public announcement on Good Morning America recently, mm. and I actually saw the video on Instagram of how they told Corey's kids that she was having a baby, which I thought was pretty cool. I'll, I'll tell you guys what it was. So, Corey and Carmella each bought. Corey's three kids new shoes so they you know they each get the box they open it you know it, it's new shoes mm. and, and Carmela's like I think there's one more box in there because they brought them in bags mm. so they get the box out 
They open the box. They see its little shoes. What's in the box? Exactly. What's in the box? <laughs> I had to. Yeah. And Sorry. the kids instantly recognized right away. They're getting a little brother or sister. So mm. really, really nice. Really, really a sweet, you know, way to do that. Yeah, that's super sweet. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations to Carmela and Corey. Hopefully, everything goes well. But, but, but what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? Alright. I have to ask, Fro. Um, did you watch Dynamite this week? I did, yeah. Did you see one of the best skits in a long time I've seen on wrestling television? I think I did, yes. <laughs> For those that don't know what I'm talking about, I am referring to Jay Lethal and his crew going to the Briscoe compound. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. This was one of the funniest segments I've seen in a long time. It was really good. <laughs> I even showed um, my nine-year-old nephew, who recently got chickens. I was like, Alex, I, I gotta show you this. You're, you're gonna like this. So, they go to the house. Mark opens the door. And he's surprised, you know, Jay Lethal's there, Sanjay's there, Jeff Jarrett's, Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Jarrett's there, Satnam Singh's there. And they're like, hey, Mark, how you doing? We're here to work. And Jeff, Jeff Jarrett's like, oh, that's a cute little girl. Boy! <laughs> I just like the way Mark said it. Boy! <laughs> so. That is the reporter. Yeah. So, so Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh are in overalls. Okay. And they're, you know, they, they do a little bit of a montage of them working on the on the farm. Sanjay... Everybody needs a montage, yeah? Yeah, we all need a montage. Mm -hmm. Jeff Jarrett just looks so natural on that riding lawnmower. You know, he looks so natural. Um, and then, you know, Sanjay's like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And Jay's like, yeah, okay, I could, you know... And here's Satnam holding the baby. And then they get to, you know, they're sitting on the on the on the porch. Jeff Jarrett's gonna play the guitar. And then here comes Papa Briscoe. Okay. And Jay and them leave so Mark can talk to Papa Briscoe. While they're talking, I thought this was the funniest part. Satnam, Lethal, Sanjay, and Jeff Jarrett are dancing in the background like a bunch of buffoons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so great. And then Papa Prince goes like, Jay, or Mark, I, I know Jay Lethal. He's good. But I don't trust the other guys. Especially the one in the overalls. And then Mark's like, which one? <laughs> Both of them! Both of them, yeah. Oh. And then, oh, that was great. And then, uh, Jay Lethal mentions, hey, me and Jeff, we won singles matches against FTR. We won a tag title shot. It was such a great segment. I loved that segment. <laughs> I mean, AEW has, uh, has turned things up lately. I, I really do think. I'm, I'm excited for the future of AEW. I mean, their, their rating this week was not good. I think it was like their lowest, but... It was their lowest in very long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, like, there's... That's not entirely their fault. No, I it's mean, not. Yeah, like, was, wasn't it the basketball game or something? Like oh, that? God, yeah, the, the yeah. NBA and NHL playoffs are going on right now, so... Yeah. yeah. But, and then we also had the firm deletion as well. Yeah. Oh, I really, I really liked the callbacks to like, it feel, felt a little like old TNA. Mm hmm. And I don't mind that. Uh, as maybe someone knows, but I will tell, tell you guys anyway. Uh, my first entrance to 
wrestling was TNA. So for for me, like TNA has has a, a special place in my heart. It, it really does. It's a it's a weird thing to like uh, maybe feel very strongly about. It's a like it's not the promotion it was to say it th that way. Right. But yeah, no, it was very very fun to to see that. Uh, they are bringing like elements of like the best of TNA. The only, the only thing I didn't like about the firm deletion was that we had commentary at times. Yeah, I agree. That kind of hurt that for me because I remember yeah. seeing other ones and there was no commentary. Yeah, no, I I wish they didn't do that. I agree too. But I did like Matt going like, "Oh, the works of fire." Yeah, that was really good. You, you have to catch that in the beginning. Um, I, I and there's something about like bringing that gimmick back. It also like feels kind of like, old, old, yeah, like I said, it feels old school. Mm -hmm. I think the extended version is out on Bleacher Report. I think I'm not really sure. I have to check what the what site you could catch it on. Okay. Um, but speaking of AEW, mm -hmm. the ticket sales for All In have been absolutely astonishing. Yes. Like, I think it has gone better than anybody could have imagined. I definitely don't think they were thinking it would go this good. Yeah. Well, Tony Khan tweeted out on Friday that 60,000 tickets have been yep. sold for this show, which, and, and he's also talking about the gate. So in yep. England, it's 6 million pounds that they've, mm -hmm. that, as the gate, which translates in the U.S. to over $7.5 million. Yep. That's and, a lot of money. And there's still tickets available. Yeah, uh, I got my tickets on the ground. Uh, I didn't buy the most expensive tickets. Right. I did not buy the cheapest either. <laughs> now, the question uh, is... I, I looked at my bank account when I was done with it. And I was like... Eh. I hope this is a good show. Now the question is, are you going to get there by train or by plane? Uh, well, since I live in Norway, uh, I have to take the plane. Alright! Look at that! Uh, Woo! Fro getting on a plane. Don't like it. I know, but you gotta do it. You're gonna be part of history, my man. <sighs> gonna be a part of history. You, you, you probably won't be on the show that week anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Maybe we'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> um, one. I'm references galore today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one one final piece of news, and then we're gonna get to the draft and the backlash. Um, mm -hmm. I saw this commercial yesterday. I kind of known about it. Um. But NBC this summer uh, is doing a new show called Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. Okay. Where these contestants are going to transform cars into life-size Hot Wheels cars. Oh. Which is not a bad idea. It's not a, you know... Cool, not not the worst idea in the world. Um, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is mm -hmm. because Big E will be one of the celebrity judges oh. for this show. And the show will premiere on May the 30th. And I, I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to be on every episode, but... Um, but yeah, the, the idea sounds interesting. I mean, I've never really been yes. a cars guy, but... Me neither. 
eh, you know, could, could be fun. I was kind of tired when I saw the commercial yesterday, so I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not watching this. It's dumb. I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like that, so you never know. All right. Uh, let's, let's get into the importance. Well, we already got into a couple of important things, but let's get to the real important things, which is the WWE draft. So, I briefly talked... Is that important? Well, I, I know. I know. <laughs> it feels like a... I, I am, so yeah. Okay, I will talk about it later. But, but yeah, I have strange feelings about this. So, I talked about the picks from night one. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about the supplemental picks because they kind of announced it after we had recorded yeah. So instead of doing round by round, we're just going to go by, this is what the show's got. So Raw, in the supplemental picks, because like I said, I already covered night one. Raw got Apollo Crews, Candice LeRae, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, Dexter Loomis, J.D. McDonough, Maximum Male Models, Natalia, The Viking Raiders, and Zoe Stark. SmackDown got Hit Row and Lacey Evans. Mm -hmm. Gee, I wonder who got the better picks on that one. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Hit Row and Lacey Evans. I know. I'm look. Lacey Evans is a beautiful woman, but come on, they've changed her gimmick like a thousand times. Six thousand. She she is the female equivalent of the big show. Um, as far as gimmicks yeah, go. I, I I can see I can see an argument for that, definitely. As far as gimmicks go. Yes. Alright. Right. Okay. So now to night two. And again, we're just gonna go by the show. We're not gonna go by the round, because it'll confuse me. <clears throat> Raw got Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins, Owens and Zayn, Judgment Day, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, The New Day, Trish Stratus, uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, mm. Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Alpha Academy, and Katana Chance and Caden Carter. SmackDown got Austin Theory, Charlotte Flair, The Usos, The Latino World Order, Asuka, The Brawling Brutes, uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlet, LA Knight, Shotzi, Pretty Deadly, Rick Boogs, and Cameron Grimes. So that's what was announced on Raw. Then they had the uh, supplemental picks. Mm. And again, Raw just takes over SmackDown. I don't know why. but So Raw gets Akira Tozawa, Dana Brooke, Emma, Indus Sheer, which is Jinder Mahal, Sangha, and Veer Mahan, Johnny Gargano, Los Lotharios, Nikki Cross, Odyssey Jones, Piper Niven, Riddick Moss, Tegan Knox, and Zia Lee. SmackDown gets Grayson Waller and Tamina. Yeah, one thing like this is not like the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um there are free agents. Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, Cedric Alexander, Sheldon Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Omos, Von Wagner, and Zaya Quinn. And then there are other wrestlers that were not in either draft pool, which we're not going to talk about. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what you had said, and I and I kind of agree with you on this. The draft it's not a big deal like it used to be. You know what I mean? Oh, 
But if I had to go with one pick that's like the steel pick of either night of the draft, mm. it's pretty deadly to SmackDown. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah. They are going to be so much fun on Friday nights. I I don't mind uh, mind it at all. I I, I just find it uh, a little bit. What's the word I'm looking for? I find it a bit, a bit confusing how the draft is working. Mm -hmm. Especially uh, the free agent part yeah. of this is maybe what I find the most stupid, to be honest. And uh, yeah, it's just like, if you if you want to do that kind of gimmick, I, I, I think that's totally okay. But... Um, you should you should make it a bit clearer and and also like oh we have uh, we have uh, go go we're going into negotiating who can be a free agent or right not. and it's very important that you are a free agent okay why Hmm. Why, why why is it so good oh because you can show up on both brands but isn't then the brand split a little uh already destroyed yeah it is, yes, it is. one thing that i will give wwe credit for and and, mm. and they got this right for once mm. is they didn't do the picks based on who which show is on longer because that was always the thing it was like oh right. for every two picks that smackdown gets I, raw I gets remember. three yeah. picks yeah. i'm glad they got rid of that i thought that was the stupidest thing but yeah no there 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 are things i think they uh approved upon and there's things that i feel like they they uh, just did uh, wrong and it's, mm -hmm. it, it's 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 weird to see that um they they clearly care about this much more than we do yeah and it's like yeah it's it's a it's a nothing draft for absolutely nothing so now we do have to talk about kind of stay with the draft because the the switch is going to affect this monday mm. so triple h on friday at a press conference in puerto rico to promote backlash talked about how the tournament is going to work for the brand new world heavyweight championship because remember the brand that did not get Roman Reigns was going to be the brand that gets the World Heavyweight title. Yeah. So, tournament starts Monday night on Raw. Alright? Here's how they're doing this. We're going to have two triple threat matches this Monday night on Raw. The men who win the triple threat matches face each other at the end of the show. And the person who wins that match goes to the finals, which will be held at Night of Champions. So, oh, okay. We got a good, good start. Good setup. You know, things are going good. This could be a good tournament. Then... This Friday on SmackDown, we're going to have two triple threat matches yeah. with the two winners facing each other at the end of the night with the yeah. winner going to the finals to face the winner from Raw to compete at Night of Champions. And the, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. You, it makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever. How? Hmm. Yeah, how, how is that going to work? <laughs> because <Like literally. laughs> 
You said to all of us mm -hmm. two weeks ago, okay, the brand that doesn't get Roman Reigns is getting this belt. Why is SmackDown involved? Yep. Why? Uh, I I don't know. Because depending on who is the representative for SmackDown in the finals, mm -hmm. it's almost a guarantee the guy from Raw is going to win the title. I mean, duh. <laughs> or they have to move the people from SmackDown to Raw, and then it would just be, yeah, it's a wedge. So, I, I mentioned but, it... Uh, but I personally can't wait, uh, wait to set Rollins when wins. It's, it's, it is so obvious, and it's like, I, I have said it for a long time, it's going to happen. Just wait. So, okay, so I mentioned this in our Facebook group on Friday, when this was announced. And we got... We got some comments on this, and I thought, okay, you know what? Everybody's got a real, you know, real good point about this. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to read some of these comments. Uh, Jason, who's been on our show many times, wrote, This whole idea is absolutely moronic disaster. To which he also replied after I replied to him, Why have another world title when Roman has two? If you don't want to pin him, have Triple H say, Roman hasn't defended the other title in over 30 days, so he's stripped of it. That's going to be our workhorse title since Roman has the streak yeah. with the other one. That's exactly what I would have done. Um... Brian, not not our Brian that's been on the show, but another Brian wrote, I can see a SmackDown winning and be moved to Raw. Now, that is possible. That is possible. It is possible. It's just very unlikely. Um, Nathan, Nate Dog, you remember Nate Dog? Uh, he wrote, SmackDown wins that belt. And Cody wins the WWE title from Reigns. The belts will probably swap right. shows. Right. Yeah, hey, you never know. Yeah. Uh, Curtis wrote because they'll jump. The yeah, because they'll just jump to Raw, or because a Raw person is going to win. So this entire line of questioning is moot. Yeah. Josiah, my very dear friend, Josiah said. We all know why. And then he put a gif in that says, I feel gnarly tonight. Gnarly. Mm. That's a Vince. I don't remember Vince ever saying gnarly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, final uh, is from Daniel DK, who wrote, It's going to be a heel Drew McIntyre versus a babyface Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre will be the first world heavyweight champion. Agree. It's possible. I mean, has Drew been cleared to come? Well, wait a minute. Where did Drew get drafted to? Hold on. Let me. Oh, Drew got drafted to Raw. Oh. And Seth's on Raw. So only one of them can go. I like the idea. I, I really do. It's just, uh, I mean, let, let's, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this for, for the better good. Let's, mm. let's let this week play out. Mm. Let them have the matches on Raw, have them on SmackDown, and then see what happens. Because if we get something good... For Night of Champions, you know, it could make sense with Seth or with Smack with the SmackDown guy winning. Yeah, but let's just see how it goes. I wouldn't be opposed to it as long as it's the right person. That's my only thing. I I don't know who the right person is. 
just as long as it's the right person. Okay, so Fro, we we had a pay-per-view last night. Mm -hmm. Backlash. Holy moly, that crowd. Yes. I'm... I have to admit that I have not watched the pre-show. Was it a match on the Uh No, there's nothing. Okay. Cool. Basically, at this point, I'm giving up on there ever being a, a match on the pre-show. Yeah, no, I, I was like, uh, should I watch it? And I was like, nah, I don't really want to. <laughs> I, think, I think I turned it on, the pre-show, when the coverage of the Kentucky Derby was over yesterday. Oh. So, so that was like half hour into the pre-show, so I didn't miss much. Yeah, and I, I watched uh, the pay-per-view approximately two hours ago. Well, there we go. So, I was done with it. Yeah. All right. Before we begin, mm -hmm. I'm going to say it right now. Uh, this is pretty much the consensus that I've seen on social media. Mm. That crowd was amazing. It is one of the hottest crowds I can think of. I, I, like, it, it reminded me of Chicago. Uh, even, even, even maybe hotter than Chicago. I would say the Puerto Rican crowd was the MVP of the show last night. Oh, definitely. That, that's how much praise I'm going to give them. I, they I were... The, there were two, well, no, it was three matches that I thought was, uh, match of the night quality. Um, yeah. I just... Yeah, after last night, and I'm going to agree with someone, I don't remember who said it, but they did say it on Facebook, Puerto Rico should get another pay-per-view. Oh, definitely. I, I don't care what it is, give them another pay-per-view. That yeah. crowd was hot. Pretty much all night. It was really, really fun to watch. Um, it was fun to listen to. Yeah. They were a few people short of 18,000, which they had a sellout. Yeah. So they were very short of 18,000 in that building. So way to go. Way to go, Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, let's get to the matches. Uh, we'll start with the Raw Women's Title Match, Bianca Belair and Io Sky. Yeah, uh, my women's match of the night. Uh, I don't know how you felt about the other one, but I definitely thought this was a very, very good uh, match. I, I thought it would go shorter than it did. I was actually a little bit surprised at how much time they got. Uh, let me check how much time they did get. Um, One thing that I did like... Is the fact that Io was the one that was getting cheered more, yeah. more than Bianca? I think that took Bianca by surprise in a good way. Mm. Mm. Um, the match went 18 minutes. Yeah, didn't feel yeah, like it. it. Oh, I, 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 I think it felt like it, and I, I, it felt like it was fast-paced. It, it felt like they were actually. Yeah, I really like this. This was the match that EO Sky had been waiting for to get that mm -hmm. breakout performance. And mm -hmm. she got it last night. I could not agree more. Yeah. This was by far her best match since getting on the main roster. You've got a... Oh, I mean, she was already a star yeah. from Japan. But you've got a star right there. Yeah. Um, and you know what? The ending didn't hurt the match, nope. I thought. Nope. Because, you know, Bailey's grabbing the ponytail. The ref sees it. Io misses the moonsault. Bianca hits the KOD to retain the title. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some dissension among damage control. So that'll yeah. make some good television. 
Pharrell, you said this was your favorite women's match of the night. This was my favorite match of the entire night. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably second or third on my list. Uh, yeah, I I but I can see arguments for this uh, being uh, first. Definitely. I gave this an A minus. Uh, yeah, I gave it an A. Wow. Yeah. All right. So then we go. Oh, actually, real quick, Bad Bunny's in the back. Uh, Ray is talking with him, and here comes Savio Vega, Puerto Rican wrestling legend and former WWE star, who gives him a kendo stick. It's a personalized kendo stick. We'll see how that goes later. Mm -hmm. Alright, now, this next match, to me, had... No reason to be as good as it was. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> this was great. Seth Rollins and Omos. Mm. This is this is Omos's best match. I I I I get what Wins sees in them, I guess. If this is matches he's going to have, I'm more than okay with him having matches like this. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah. like I had, I'd said at the time, I mm. liked Omos. Mm. I know he's not the best wrestler. He's never going to be the best wrestler. All right. But there's he some need to be. right. He doesn't need to be. He's an attraction. Yeah. There's something about Omos that I like about him. Yeah. This match last night confirmed why I like Omos. He showed personality. He showed me believability. Mm. He made me believe that this guy's indestructible. Yeah. And Seth you Rollins know, was the right guy to go with. I think this was... Probably, yeah, like again, uh, I thought this was like maybe my second or third favorite match of the night. Uh, I, I don't know how I rank rank it. I, I feel a little bit weird ranking it because of, uh, yeah, what I thought was the best match. But, but uh, yeah, I, I do think this is up there. Uh, really good start to the pay-per-view. Uh, I wish it kept that momentum through the paper. Oh my god, yes. But, oh. but, um, but it's it's good and I, I I respect it very much. I want more Omos on my TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I gave this a B minus. Uh yeah, I gave it a B plus. It's very close to an uh, A minus. Right. Alright so now we're going to get to the hey this show's going to slow down and it's not the fans fault portion no it's it, i felt very much uh like it was very weird booking in in this mm -hmm. i i thought my favorite match and the main event should have switched places i agree i agree so the next match a uh, triple threat match for the United States title. Austin Theory yeah. again defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Yeah. Uh, they they tried. Yeah. They they tried. It felt very. What's the word I'm looking for? It felt very formulaic. Formulaic. Yeah. Shortest match of the show. This got. Seven minutes, I believe, was the time that I saw. Okay. Bronson Reed looked good. He did. It's just... Mm. It's just this... Did not click for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Theory won to retain. Because, you know, the Intercontinental title is on Raw. U.S. title is going to go SmackDown. Mm. I gave it a C, but it's almost a C minus. Yeah, for me it is a C minus, sadly. Alright. 
Um, then we had the SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley against Zelina Vega. Zelina oh. getting a huge ovation. Yeah. Oh. Holy moly. Wow. I mean, it had its moments, but... Did it? Well, the beginning. Like, when, when Zelina threw the flip-flop at Rhea. I thought that was kind of a funny moment. Yeah. I guess. But Rhea would win the title, would hold on to the title, because... It was her first defense. You know, we had to point that out throughout the match. It's her first defense of the title. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was never in doubt that she would, like, right. uh, keep it. But it, it just... This didn't click with me at all. And I don't know if it was entirely my fault for not liking it. It was just the... Yeah. Like I said, it, it just didn't... It didn't really give me anything, and that's like what you want in matches that it at least like gives you like a feeling of something. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, this didn't uh, give me anything, and I'm kind of sad that it was as bad as it felt. Yeah. Anyway. I. What did I give this? I. Oh, I gave that a C as well. Uh, yeah, this is actually going to get a D minus. Okay. I really, really didn't like this. Right. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get to the point, and, and I agree with Fro with what he said. The These two matches should have been switched position-wise. Mm. Because the next match was... The street fight between Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. Very easily my favorite match of tonight. I I gave it an A plus. Uh, spoil that. I I didn't think this would be as good as it was. I also didn't think it would have as. It was also extremely overbooked. Something I usually don't really. Right, like in my wrestling, but it fits this match so tremendously with a lot of cameos, a lot of uh, people coming out that I did not think I would see again in WWE. It was, yeah, I really, really dig this match. I, I, I thought it was tremendously good, uh, paced, very, very fun, and yeah. Extremely good storytelling. Oh, you're not going to like the grade I gave this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're allowed to disagree. Yes, we are allowed to yeah, disagree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now first off, mm. I, I have to say this. I did not have, in my 2023 wrestling bingo card, any commentators referencing Elmer Fudd at all during this year. It was so funny because because Michael Cole is like, oh, Damian Priest is hunting for a weapon. And, oh, or, and Corey Goods like, be very, very quiet. So so that 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 was a funny moment. Like, I, I, I love Warner Brother cartoons. So that, that kind of, you know, that had me a chuckle. Mm -hmm. This... If you ask the people of Puerto Rico, this is the main event to them. This is the main event, not the one that we had. It's a decent match. The prob There's two problems with this match, and you mentioned one of them. The overbooking of people yeah. coming out. And, and yeah. okay, I... I get it. It's Puerto Rico. You got to have Carlito because he's yeah. from Puerto Rico. And he still looks in great shape. He really does. My God. Yeah. And then Salvio Vega, which, again, no pro I, I had no problem with Carlito and Salvio Vega being there. It's just that whole spot was so overbooked. It was mm. like, 
okay, we know Bad Bunny's not going to be able to get through a whole match like this. We have to do something in the middle. The other problem that I had with the match is it just seemed like they were protecting Bad Bunny. Not, and what I mean by protect him, I don't mean by, oh, he can't lose. I mean, they were protecting him from a physical, healthy standpoint. Mm. Where it's like, we can't have this guy be hurt. I don't know if he has a tour coming up real soon or not. But it just seemed like, okay, you know, we're going to give him the street fight, but we're not going to go all street fight, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, I do think that, uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that argument. But for me, it comes back to uh, what, what was I expecting? And I... I have to say that I was not expecting anything in this match. Right. And I I thought it uh, did something I usually don't see in the WWE. It over delivered. I I I I don't agree that they protected him too much. I think they uh, protected him in very smart ways because I also was thinking of 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 like well, how many moves can they do with him uh like i'm sure he has a tour coming up things like that but for me it wasn't distracting enough to to get me to, to give it back great right well actually you know the real reason why they protected him mm. was so kendall jenner wouldn't look for another guy to date <laughs> oh, they talked so much about that during this. Oh. It was almost a little annoying. <laughs> so bad. They, talked, they they like, oh, she, she has to look for a new boyfriend. <laughs> Every single, like, move uh, he did, he was like, oh, they're they, they going to break up because of that. Exactly. <laughs> So weird. Oh, Chris Jenner's not going to be happy about this. Yeah, it's so. Um, but I, I one, do like one of the reasons why I don't watch things with commentary. Yeah, <laughs> I did this time. But I, I do like Bud Bad Bunny. He's he's really mm. fun to watch as a wrestler. Um, mm. so I'm gonna give this a C plus. Okay. I think like I like I said I thought. The abundance of outside interference hurt it a bit, mm. but I but I understand why they did it. Yeah, it's just I thought, hey, maybe this could be a little bit better with these two guys. But... Okay. All right. Then we had. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then we had the six-man tag match. The Bloodline mm -hmm. against Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Maybe my least favorite match, but for other reasons than the match itself. <laughs> uh, hey, again, we're gonna disagree on this one. Okay. If you're talking about just the match, mm -hmm. I can see your point. It's like, Okay, it's kind of boring. It's dragging. You know, it, it, it's very boring. It's not what it you know. It's not what it is or what it was. Right. However, from a storytelling point of view, mm. with the exception of the Raw Women's Title match, this is the best match of the night. Okay. The reason I say that is the whole match, you see dissension between the Usos and Solo Sokoa. And, oh. and for a while, they're working along great. And then you get towards the end where, you know, 
Jay's going to go for his move, but Solo tags himself in. Mm. Solo tags himself, or, you know, Solo's about ready to do his move. Jay tags himself in. And it's like, uh-oh, you know, the, the, the friction's coming. It's coming. And you're like, okay, uh, the other team's going to sneak a win. And the last few minutes did kind of, you know, was kind of getting good. Mm. But it was like, are they going to pull the trigger here? You know, are they, are they going to do it? Is, it, is this going to be where the Usos get split off? And then the ending, Riddle hits the bro Derek, but Solo had made the tag, hit the, the Samoan spike to get the victory. And then, you know, the Usos raise their hands and Solo's like, oh, do I really want to raise my hands with them? And, and he begrudgingly does. <laughs> so from a story standpoint, for me, this match gets a higher grade than what it <laughs> should get, which is a B. Hmm. Yeah, we definitely don't agree on this much either. Uh, I, 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 I can agree that storytelling-wise it was uh, a better match than the match itself. Um, I, 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 I can see, I can see that as a good point. Um, I think, I think maybe my uh loss of interest of the like bloodline storyline because of the loss in in wrestlemania has has carried this over uh maybe it's just like my my uh lack of interest in the storyline and that could be a me problem but yeah no it's just mm, yeah not my cup of tea yeah uh i give it a c yeah, see, I would give it probably. Okay. All right. So now we go to the main event of the show, and and this is where, again, we're gonna we're gonna both agree on this. This should have been flip flopped. Yeah. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Like I said, if you are from Puerto Rico, that street fight is the main event of the show. Yeah. Unfortunately, because we are not from Puerto Rico, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar is the main event. And this match starts off hot. Agree. Cody does a drop kick on the Brock while he's on the floor, and he starts beating the crap out of him. He's, you know, getting the stairs. He's getting chair shots. You know, he's going right on to Brock. And then they finally get in the ring. The match starts. And, and the pace is still going like it was when they were outside the ring. Mm. And then Brock catches Cody. And he hits a series of German suplexes. Mm-hmm. Then we get to a point where the turnbuckle is exposed. Brock goes for a move. Cody drop kicks Brock in the legs. Brock falls face first into the exposed turnbuckle and he starts to bleed. Mm. And uh, he is bleeding all over the place. A lot. A so Cody's doing everything. Disaster kicks, crossroads, cutters. Can't He can't put Brock down. Then he tries another move. Brock catches him, gets him in an F5, but can only get a two count. And then we get to the ending of this match. This was such a weird ending for this match. Extremely weird, actually. So, Brock tries to put on the Kimura lock. And, for some reason, he's not 
putting it in all the way. Maybe Cody's trying to fight it. Cody then just raises himself up a few feet enough yeah. to get Brock's shoulders down to the mat. One, two, three. Cody wins. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It was really out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was like, really, that's how you're going to end this show? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe there's going to be something else that comes into this. And it just yeah. seemed, it seemed like that ending took the crowd out of it. I can totally understand that because it, it felt like absolutely a botched ending. I, what I, I don't know what happened. See, I don't know if they were trying to do the Cody gets the pin, but Cody was actually tapping and the ref never saw right. it, which yeah. obviously that never worked on this one. No. It just was like, wow. That's that's an ending. One way to get to get out of a pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then you get Brock in the ring yeah. and it's like, okay, are they going to do something? And then they just go to the video package and no, then and then yeah. the video package the ending of the video package is as abrupt as the end of the match because you know they they do you know they show the highlights they do all the musical stuff and then when they you know are supposed to get to Brock and Cody they just show the ending of the match and it's like so weird wow that was a lackluster end to that video yeah. holy crap yeah i don't know who's to blame for this but it is just felt extremely weird it felt very unprofessional it, it's it, it's yeah it felt I, disappointing I yeah and and uh i don't really know if i care about the result or not uh, but it's i understand what they are trying to do but they are doing a very bad good job at getting me interested in coding I know a couple people were saying, oh, well, we'll see this in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, it, it's possible. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. I... I gave this a C. Uh, I am actually more going to go with D minus. This was almost enough for me. I... I will say this. Of the pay-per-views that I've seen this year, hmm. this was the worst main event I've seen so far this year. Oh yeah, definitely. I even think the main event of WrestleMania Day 2 was better than that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to read if there was something that was supposed to have happened but mm. never did um it'll it will definitely be interesting to see so what, you know yeah to see where what it do you goes they're going to do with brock next that's the question <sighs> because i don't really have a good answer to that i don't either I really don't. Um, it It's going to be either one of two things. Mm. Either A, we do get Brock Cody in Puerto Rico. Or not Puerto Rico, in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Which is very possible. Definitely. Or, Brock just goes away for a while. Which is yeah. also possible. I don't know how many dates he has on his new contract. Right. But so. Yeah. yeah, we'll. A lackluster ending to uh, OK pay per view. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And and again, just want to say, the fans of Puerto Rico 
you were the MVP of the show last night. Agree more, yeah. By leaps and bounds. So very much so. And I will put up on our Facebook group, you know, the the usual poll, what grade would you give the show? What was your favorite match? And we'll we'll discuss it on the next episode. So uh, on that note, I'm just checking if there's any late-breaking news. Doesn't look like there is. Uh, Fro, what did you and Luke discuss this week on Another Digital Citizen? Uh, that's a very good question. You should go and listen. How about that? <laughs> well, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't remember. I, I know that we will talk about... Uh, Eurovision uh, next week because uh, the semi-final starts uh, on Tuesday. Okay. And Norway is, is going to be there. And then uh, uh, next weekend is Eurovision. And then we're going to have a very special guest that has never watched Eurovision before actually reviewing Eurovision on our podcast. So that will be Now that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. Someone that's never watched Eurovision. Not a single thing, yes. Well, I've watched it, so I'm out of the picture. <laughs> yep. And you're not a she either. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm yeah. a, I'm a dude. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. Last I checked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. All right. Um. If you guys have any questions or comments, send an email. Wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, Wrestling Show 11. Follow us on Instagram, That Wrestling Show. And join our Facebook group, That Wrestling Show Fan Group, where, the, where there are over 500 members in our Facebook group. And you guys can be very interactive, just like we talked about earlier with the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. Mm -hmm. Now, to plug uh, friends and podcasts you guys should check out, starting with our Vantage Point. The Retro Wrestling Podcast, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Another episode in the 85 canon as they watch another episode of WWF Championship Wrestling. And this came out yesterday. They are the only podcast that gets this distinct pleasure of plugging their Patreon. It came out yesterday. Their review, or should I say reviews, of In Your House... Beware of Dog, Part 1 and Part 2. What do I mean by that? Well, if you join them on the $5 tier, you'll get to hear why it actually ended up being a two-part show instead of a one-part show. So check it out. Mm. Our vantage point. I was thinking, have I ever seen a In Your House? And I don't think I have. Depending on... Depending on, because there are some that are good, and there are others that are just like you could skip it. Right. It, it's very hard to judge like which are the best ones. So. I know of in your house Armageddon. Yeah. Well, that's the paper I, I, I Yeah. Um, and that's the paper. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the only thing I could think of right now. Yeah. So, uh, this week on Juice Pro Wrestling, uh, they interview punk rock icon Blog Delia from the Dwarves as they share stories about their Chicago roots and the early days of the band, plus their musical influences and much more. That is on Juice Pro Wrestling. And check out the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. It's the number one Memphis wrestling podcast in the uk and it's also the only united kingdom memphis related podcast uh he watches another episode of memphis championship wrestling from february 5th 1983 that is this week on the memphis continental wrestling cast uh if you're looking for non-wrestling related podcasts check out dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird Al podcast where this week ethan talks about his Weird Al-themed weekend in Los Angeles, which includes playing the Weird Al pinball machine, visiting Linwood, 
and the Hollywood Star. So that is this week on Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Now, Fro, I have a, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When you were a kid, did you play with action figures? I did. Do you have uh, any favorites? I- I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, probably Transformers. Uh, uh, one of the many reasons why I watched all of the Transformers movies. I don't recommend that uh, to anybody, by the way. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it, yeah, no. Um, I, I would definitely say uh, Transformers. Uh, also, I had a lot of uh, G.I. Joe, I remember. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, action figures is the topic this week on Acid Wash Memories with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. So if you were a fan of action figures, if you played with action figures, or if you're a collector of action figures, check out Acid Washed Memories. Also, check out uh, our new friends at Suck My Balls, a South Park podcast, where th- or South Park Review, where this week they review the season 12 episode, Overlogging. And that is this week on Suck My Balls, a South Park Review. And finally, check out Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where I watch and review each and every South Park episode. This week, I review the Season 19 episode, Naughty Ninjas. That is this week on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. All right. And believe me, this is going to be one episode you're going to want to hear, because I do go on a bit of a rant. Um, next time around, we will discuss how the tournament went for the World Heavyweight title, who the finalists are going to be, and your other wrestling news. So, for that, everyone, have a good week, and come back next week for another episode. Oh, by the way, we'll be back on Saturday for another episode of that wrestling show, the podcast, where all pro wrestling matters, and as always... Wrestle on! Wrestle on, mother truckers!